Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you Monday to Friday at UK time. I'm joined this morning by Umar. I don't know why I struggle with that intro so much. I was like, I realised I missed out the 10 a.m. part and then it completely threw me off. <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good, bro. To be fair, I'm tired. Um, I played football for the first time in a long time yesterday. Mm. And you know when you get back into it and your mm. body is just knackered, like... Yeah. I'm telling you, folks, before you play a game, you should be like stretching and doing all those exercises because I didn't and now my body is shattered. But now I'm good. Hope you well as well. Yeah, I mean, when I played at the Emirates a few weeks ago, like the days after I was broken. Like, I was absolutely broken. Like, I could. I was meant to play at Molyneux two days later and I just said to myself, I can't, I, I literally can't come. I'm so sorry. Like I just, in, my groin was so tight. My hamstrings are like ridiculous. And like even my sides just yeah. like... It kills, so man. It kills. Need to get fair. Um, one of those joining us in the chat box will be doing good and well. Thank you, as always, for doing so. Very much appreciates all of you tuning in as per uh, on Facebook and on YouTube. Of course, um, we got some good news yesterday. Uh, Kai Havertz's deal to Arsenal agreed. Um, Arsenal will pay a £60 million fee plus £5 million add-ons uh, to Chelsea to sign the German international. I watched the show yesterday uh, with Charlie and... Uh, yeah, I, I think this is obviously a gamble, <laughs> it's fair to say, from an Arsenal point of view. Big risk, but there is a lot of excitement to be had about this one. I'm excited. I think we discussed it a few weeks ago when the news first broke. I think it was a Chelsea, inside mm. Chelsea person, I think Alex Goldberg, who reported the news that we were interested in Havertz. And I always thought to myself, I've always liked Havertz. I think when he was at Leverkusen, he was a player that everyone was categorizing in the same mold as Kylian Mbappe etc that he was a next generational talent to come out of Europe mm. at that time a lot of Arsenal fans including myself were on the bandwagon and they were like yeah I want this player he's really really good obviously he went to Chelsea he hasn't he, ha he, ha he hasn't had the best of times um, at Chelsea but I think it stems from a lot of reasons obviously managerial issues haven't helped the fact that they were chopping and changing so he doesn't really get a consistent run in the team when Thomas Tuchel was uh, obviously there in charge at Chelsea, he really liked Havertz. Um, he really mm. trusted him and he really played him in big games. You go back to that Champions League final, that goal against Manchester City, Chelsea fans, it seems like they've got um, they've got some sort of amnesia because they're, they're forgetting how good he was at, at, in crucial moments. Yeah, he's maybe not shone so much, obviously with the price tag, he's probably not justified it. But I still think there's a very good player. I just don't think he fits that Chelsea system. Chelsea playing a way where it's more counter-attacking football. They're not really on the front foot at times. Whereas at Arsenal, he's going to have the opportunity to play with the likes of Martin Odegaard, Bukayo Saka. He's going to have potentially a role where there's not a lot of onus for him to be that number nine striker. He's a versatile player. He can play as a striker. He can play off the wings. But I'm looking at that position where... Let's probably speak on it. That Granite Shaka position, that hybrid role, I think he could really, really do well in that position. But it is a risk because you look at that price tag. I, I'm not, I'm not privy to how much it is. Some people say sixty-five million pounds. Some mm. people say it's fifty million pounds plus fifty million in add-ons. Mm. However much it is, it's a lot of money to be spending. But the fact that Mikel Arteta has continually said reportedly that he wants Havertz bringing him in, I'm confident. I think it's going to be a success. And I think in a year's time, we could be speaking about the fact that Chelsea have let another player go 
in the same mode as they done with Mohamed Salah and Kevin De Bruyne, and basically, they, they, I think I think it's going to be a success. Let's just say that. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm looking at this deal as you know, as I say, it's a risk. It's all on Arteta. It's Arteta's kind of. You know, I look at all the deals that we've done really under Arteta, your Partey's, your Gabriel's, you know, Odegaard. Odegaard, I think, is probably the closest in terms mm. of, like, that project. Um, I think that when we signed him from Real Madrid, uh, he was kind of a player that was in the ether somewhat, didn't know where his direction was going. Was he going to fulfil that potential that we saw, uh, you know, prior to his, his switch and on all the loans that he was on? And... Arteta managed to, to take Odegaard to another level uh, and arguably made Real Madrid regret what happened. And I think that actually that track record of of turning players around, we saw it with Granit Xhaka as well last season, improving players in their careers and getting the best from them is something that Arteta is now really becoming a real expert at. And I think actually if we consider what we've seen from those players, there's some real excitement to be had around uh, around Havertz. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, obviously, there aren't. it's not just Havertz Arsenal want. Uh, the Rice pursuit goes on. Are you worried yet about this one, Uma? Or are you going to tell us like we were going to win the league that it's fine? I don't know why you put that in. <laughs> <laughs> the season's done, bro. Um, you know what? The news that keeps filtering out which says Manchester United are involved, Manchester City are involved. I think it's being filtered by West Ham, in my opinion. I just think West Ham are filtering the news out to try and basically hurry Arsenal to pay the money that they want. And Arsenal are being smart. I think they're being, I think they're doing the right thing at the moment because I think a few months ago, West Ham had the price tag, which was, I think, £80 million. And I read it in, in so many um, reports that West Ham. Once the summer comes about, they'll take £80 million and Declan Rice will depart. Since the Europa Conference League final, it's basically switched. Fair play to West Ham. They've won that trophy, but it seems that West Ham have basically told Arsenal one thing and they've basically gone back on that. And now it seems that they want £100 million, they want 110 £120 million, however much it is. But I think Arsenal are doing the right thing. I think they're bidding. They, they realise that Declan Rice... His sole wish is to join Arsenal. I know Manchester City are a great, great club, treble winners, etc. But I, I liken Declan Rice this similar situation to Gabriel Jesus last summer when we were linked with him. But there was also news filtering out that Chelsea were involved, Tottenham were involved, and we were still getting worried at that time. We were like, ah, oh, we don't have Champions League football. Imagine Thomas Tuchel and Chelsea come in; he'll probably choose them. But no, he had his heart set on Arsenal. He probably said to Manchester City, the only club I want to leave Manchester City to join is Arsenal. And I want to link up with Mikel Arteta. And I think I see a similar situation with Declan Rice. I like the fact that we've done the groundwork in this deal way before. So six months prior to the summer transfer and the starting, we've done the groundwork. We basically put the feelers out there to Declan Rice. This is the project. You're going to have this uh, position at Arsenal. You're going to be the main man. You're going to have an opportunity to work with um, great players, great colleagues such as Bakaya Saka, etc. And you'll mm. be a focal point at this football club. And look at Jude Bellingham, for example. Like Manchester City were linked with him, etc. But he wanted to go to a club which was established, which had pedigree, which had so much history behind um, that team, which is why he chose Real Madrid. And I'm not saying Manchester City don't have history. But when you look at it, Declan Rice is that type of player which I can see him wanting to join Arsenal in a way. 
So I think the onus is on us. I think the responsibility is on us. We have to agree a fee now. Like we've had two bids knocked back, but it seems that everything is getting a bit quiet now. And I think that's optimistic for, mm. for Arsenal. I think when it goes out in the media, bids rejected left, right and centre, then you're like, okay, but when things get quiet, I think that's when Arsenal, you know the business is going to get done. So I'm quietly confident. I think we have to get this uh, over the line because the fact that Granite Xhaka is set to depart and Thomas Partey's future is still uncertain, I think a, a midfield signing uh, of Declan Rice's stature is important. Olivia says, hope they just let go of Rice. This bidding over Rice is getting boring at this stage. Like, I know it's boring, guys, but uh, if Arsenal get the it's player just one in, week. You know, it's one week of the transfer window just started as well. I know, <laughs> I, know I know. It's just the way it goes. Like we have this kind of incessant desire for constant updates, constant mm-hmm. news that even a week feels like a month and a month feels like a year when it comes to the window. So I get that. It's like three months is the transfer window and it feels like an entire year's worth of coverage um, without football True. as well to kind of, um, it's not the January window. The January window I feel goes really quick because you've got football coming every other day or so. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the summer, because there's no games, the weeks are longer. And yeah, so I, I can sense why people are frustrated with it. I mean, Wilson says, why do some people think Rice is an average player? and is too safe with his passing. I mean, I've said a lot of people say that Rice is overrated and not worth this money. I mean, you agree or are we different no, on this? No, 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 no. I think he's very, very good. I think in the past two years that I've seen him, like the games that I watch him play against West, uh, for West Ham, sorry, in high-level games, not only in high-level games, but also games where West Ham are expected to win, he's the dominant man in that midfield. And I like the way he drives uh, with the ball, I think we lack that at the moment. Like we've got players which are very technical, which got a great eye for a pass. But Declan Rice just offers something. He's like an overall package. He's very physical. Um, he's got that strength to basically dominate teams. I think we we lack a bit of physicality as well. When you look at our team, and when you look at compared to Manchester City's team, Manchester City's team have physical players. I think when I watched them play against Real Madrid earlier on this uh, last season in the Champions League semi-final, and I was watching them, and I looked at Manchester City's height, the players that they had, like physical, strong. They had Rodri, which is around six foot. They had Akanji. They had Ruben Diaz. They had um, John Stones, um, Erling Haaland. And I think they were defending a set piece. And I was like, this is going to be hard for Real Madrid to score from a corner kick here because they've got giants in their team. And I look at Arsenal's team, and I know we've got Granit Xhaka, etc., Gabriel, William Saliba, but we need a bit more of that physicality, that strength, that giant-type uh, player. And I think Declan Rice offers that. But apart from that, I saw Graham Souness the other day on Talk Sports speaking about the fact that he's not acute with his passing. I think mm-hmm. he's worked on that a lot. I still think he's got more to develop in his game. I think he's playing in a team, with no, no disrespect to West Ham, but if he was to join Arsenal, he'll be playing with better players. His game will improve so much more because he has that understanding. He's going to build relationships with the likes of Odegaard. I know he plays with Bukayo Saka for the national team, etc. But I think there's still more to come from Declan Rice. I think we're just seeing, we're just scratching the surface with Rice. But I think he's a top top player, and I think 100 million pounds is worth it for me. Like for example, if Sir Alex Ferguson was still in charge of Manchester United. 100% Sir Alex Ferguson would push the boat out for Declan Rice. I can sit here and say that because he just he would just fit the type of player that Manchester United want. And I think the way we're going, I think Arsenal, they need Declan Rice to get to Manchester City's level. And I think when you look at the midfielders out there, I think he's one of the best. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I've done so much digging now and so much looking into the statistics of Rice. Defensively, we are adding such a strong powerhouse of a, a midfielder. If he we never misses games as well. He don't miss mm. games. Availability is key. Yeah. I think he only 16 players in the Premier League had more minutes than him last season. Um, Timber as well. You would talk about him in a second. Like he played every single game of the of uh, Ajax's season at right centre back last year. We're adding players that have reliability, you know, yeah. to them as well. But the defensive stats of Rice are great. I think with Havertz coming in, if the idea is to play with two of these hybrid eight tens, you know, in Odegaard and Havertz in front of Rice, you know, I think that's an exciting reality for Arsenal as well. And I think it adds so much. Like when we go up against sides like. Brentford at home, Newcastle at home, uh, Southampton true. away. I know we're not playing them, but these games where like we've struggled to be clinical, struggled to be more offensive and have more options, that dynamic is going to be exciting. And I think with Gabby J as well, you know, up top, like the, the way in which he'll drop deep, link up with those two, Havertz can be fluid and move forward as well. They offer so much unpredictability about the Arsenal team. Like they were going to be so difficult to kind of work out what we're going to bring to the side. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what what comes in. Uh, Gundogan won't be joining Arsenal though. He's officially joined uh, Barcelona. I don't think we need to go too much into kind of the, the semantics of that deal. But are you concerned in any way that if he leaves City, that it could bring them into the Rice equation? Um, they are finding Kovacic, of course. Yeah, that's the. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit weird because. You keep hearing from media, West Ham um, reporters, even Manchester City reporters, the fact that if Gundogan was to depart, they can rise. Manchester City will start pushing the boat out for him. But I think that would be the case anyway. But I just don't think Manchester City have had any um, positivity from Declan Rice. The fact is basically say, Declan Rice, look, we want you. But I don't think Declan Rice has said to them, listen, if you come in for me, I'll, I'll, I will join you. I'll accept I just don't think he has. I think his sole wish is to join Arsenal this summer, which again means that the onus is on us to get this deal done. Obviously, uh, it's always going to be a bit um, worrying until the deal's done because that's just how football works. You've seen in past situations, Willian was going to go to Tottenham. He went to Chelsea. Mudrik was going to go to Arsenal. He went to Chelsea. So football is a funny old game. But... I think West Ham are just filtering this news out in terms of Declan Rice in Manchester City. Um, but it's interesting. Calvin Phillips, his future is still uncertain with Manchester City. Maybe he'll stay. He's maybe he'll go. Stay for the yeah. Thing. yeah. So it's interesting. But Bernardo Silva, he's got that offer potentially um, from Saudi Arabia. So that's another interesting one. So Manchester City are letting a lot of players go potentially mm. this summer. Carl Walker, his future is uncertain. So seems like Pep Guardiola, Pep Guardiola wants to freshen up the squad. But no, I'm still going to be optimistic. I'm still going to say to myself, Declan Rice is going to join Arsenal because I think for me, the backlash, if he wasn't to join, would be huge, would be huge. There will be a lot of um, criticism towards the ownership, towards Edu and co. And I just don't think they can afford that risk, to be honest. No, me too. Me too. Uh, I think we are need. We need to, you know, really look into what Arsenal are at the end of the window as a club. How ambitious they've been. How successful they've been in securing their priority targets. And if they've not, for whatever reason, been able to do that in some areas, we can have those discussions then and, and talk critically about the reasons why and, and what needs to change for the future so that we can land our priority targets. But. I feel there is a lot of of negativity and pessimism still at the beginning of this window where 
you know, actually we look at what's capable of Arsenal this season. And I think that for one, that there's reasons to be excited. And I know people hate that word because of, you know, all the progresses around it and the Josh Cronky saying it and stuff. But, you know, I remember when Josh Cronky did say that back, I think it was what in, was it 2019? He mm. said that, said be excited. And obviously that's something we, we spent a record amount of money on Nicola Pepe. And then we laughed at kind of those words. I actually think he was talking in the long term for Arsenal. And last season we were back in the title race and and this season we're back in the Champions League and I'm hoping that we're going to compete for a title again. And I think we do have reasons for excitement at the club. And I'm hoping this summer is kind of the last of the major overhaul of the squad. And the following summers are going to be more about adding one or two or three maximum kind of strong players to the squad. And this summer we go big in terms of what we add and strength and reinforce. But there's a lot more still to do. And, and you can be sure that we'll bring you all those updates as and when they come. Umar, thank you so much for joining me this morning. It's always appreciated. Much appreciated, bro. Happy to be back. Indeed, happy to have you back. Chatbox, thank you so much for tuning in. It's very much appreciated. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are new. We are closing in uh, on that amazing 80,000 subscriber tally. We're less than 2,000 now away from it. So please continue to help support the channel. It's very much appreciated. We will see you very soon. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.